Hi, and welcome to the Ian Khan Show. I'm Ian Khan, and I'm the author of The Metaverse for Dummies. Uh, in this podcast series, I'm speaking with experts, thinkers, and changemakers within the, the Metaverse, Web3, and related spaces. Today, I have with me Mark Beckman. He's the founder of DMA United. He's also senior fellow of the Metaverse at NYU in New York and adjunct professor of marketing at NYU. Mark, welcome to the Ian Khan Show. Ian, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. So we're hearing so much about the Metaverse, which n- not anymore. It's it's dying down a little bit, which, which tells us, was it a fad? Was it a hype cycle? Is that it? And is AI the next thing? Help us identify literally, like, let's do a check on this thing. What do you think? Where do you think the metaverse is right now? And was it all hype like a year and a half, two years, three years ago? I believe that we are still at the starting point. I think we are living in a culture that prefers immediate um, responses and development and things take time. So we're seeing a lot of progress with new technologies. In fact, this question is really timely as it relates to the mixed reality side of the metaverse. Apple is just about to announce, I think on June 5th, the launch of its new um, Apple reality, um, uh, mixed reality headset. Uh, They're coming out with that on on June 5th. And I think that's gonna be a major game player because it's part of an ecosystem that includes an operating system, an actual AR operating system. So as always, they're gonna transform and probably drive us towards broader user adoption. Um, I don't see the metaverse as a fad. In fact, I see us um, with the advent of technology and innovation like this with Apple and also what we're seeing in the gaming metaverse, where we're seeing hyper-realistic imagery coming out through Fortnite's Unreal Engine editor. Um, We're going to see a lot more use application, more disruption, more business growth, more job creation. And I think artificial intelligence is the engine that will drive a lot of this too. So mm. I call it the age of imagination, Love whereby, it. yeah, whereby the the individual dreamer, the creator that might not have had resources to become a film creator, a music, a yeah. musician, or a fashion designer five, ten years ago, can now, you know, in their comfort of their home, whether they're in Canada, the U.S., mm-hmm. Nigeria, Japan, mm-hmm. can dream, can yeah. create using artificial intelligence. And then using blockchain technology, they could preserve the integrity of their intellectual property, distribute, and get paid all over the world. And I think that we're going to see a big transformation in years to come. So uh, I I, I love what you just said and how you covered it. You know, you and I, we both work in uh, a lot within the work of uh, professionals, where they're entrepreneurs, they are Uh, I don't know, they're accountants, they are uh, finance professionals, they're insurance uh, industry experts, like there's hundreds and hundreds of industries out there that are professional service providers. And here's a challenge that I face. uh, And I do this a lot. So I'm just telling you from from firsthand experience, the amount of um, hype out there about different industries, right? Some years ago, it was big data, then it was blockchain, then it was crypto, then it was, uh, you know, they keep on coming and going. It's not helping the professional entrepreneur, the professional business owner, because it just creates a lot of confusion. It leads to paralysis of understanding, hey, what should I do as a business owner, as an entrepreneur to 
progress and, and build and grow. And for that reason, I really believe we need to create clarity in understanding how big, how great, how bad, how real and how fake things are. So that's kind of the mission I think you and I are in, in a position of academia or being able to work with a lot of people. Let's debunk. Let's debunk this whole metaverse myth. Remember when phones came out, like old-fashioned telephones came out? What? Here's my question. Did Steve Jobs have anything to do with it? No. No, right? Steve Jobs came much later, and he invented something called the iPhone that has completely revolutionized our world. And so he wasn't an early founder of the telephone system. I think Graham Bell was. In a similar fashion, I see companies that are creating the metaverse today as those early founders of a, a new ecosystem, a new platform, a new channel of engagement that hasn't been perfected right now. It's not. It's very raw. And maybe, in my personal opinion, I think we have to wait at least five to seven years or 10 years maybe before it's perfect and before it can be used. What are your thoughts on the metaverse today and the metaverse 10 years from now? I I think that it's um, apparent to me with regards to the different types of innovation in the metaverse, whether it's coming from uh, meta-humans powered by artificial intelligence that can go out and provide an individual with certain tasks or certain in information in the marketplace versus you know, more of a street experience in the gaming space or VR, I think we're going to see a different time horizon, some short-term maturity and some long-term. Mm -hmm. But after 10 years, there's going to be a radical transformation. And one thing that I think we'll see is, it's interesting, when you talk about Steve Jobs and the phone, what he did was he created a more in instinctive, um, user interfa interface. Yeah. So essentially, the, the user experience, the UX and UI as it related to the iPhone, fueled by apps, by applications, transformed Web 1 into Web 2. And it's still very primitive in both the metaverse as well as in Web 3. And I think once we get into easier to use digital wallets and yeah more um, acceptance of, let's say, pay, digital assets or crypto payments uh, throughout cultural pillars in sporting arenas, theaters, retail shops. That's when we'll start to, this ubiquity will start to bring us mass user adoption. I think the world will look very different because of the metaverse and Web3 in 10 years from now, but it's going to be a seamless integration into people's lives. There needs to be an ad, added value there. Yeah, I'm thinking of a very future scenario, right? Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. And of course, we also have a billionaire race uh, that's happening. You know, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, everybody wants to go to space and, I don't know, do amazing things. Great. I love it. You know, what if what if 20 years from now or, or 25 years from now, there's a, there's a type of an environment, like we're talking about the metaverse right now, there's a type of an environment where we can now connect inter- on an interplanetary level, right? We can we can connect with people from other planets or from these space colonies into a new medium. And in that new medium, we would say, hey, remember the metaverse that was created on planet Earth 20 years ago? That was so bad, like a floppy disk right now. Right. I really feel that's where we're headed and that's what we should prepare ourselves for. In other words, change. Change that can help us do things better, that can help us 
create better outcomes rather than just be be afraid of 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 change and the problem is change is happening much faster than before right look at ai right now and what are, what are your thoughts on on generative ai as an example i'd love to hear your your perspective well, well first going looking at at how the metaverse connects with the universe i think it's really interesting and i think if you pull it back down into just our planet um the uses of uh, cryptocurrency, of smart contracts and NFT are really accelerating in certain markets right now where individual liberties and freedoms aren't as prevalent as in places like the United States or Canada. Mm -hmm. So as a result, you see like a ton of engagement with cryptocurrency in places like China. And with that becomes more use application within um, uh, everybody's daily lives. So this could be helping individuals create um, uh, unique business models, unique forms of payment, um, access to content that yeah. they couldn't access otherwise and beyond. So I think we're gonna see this fundamental shift driven through societies that can use the uh, power of a new form of currency, yeah. right? To fight off perhaps their governments um, existing inflation or, or devaluation of their government's currency. And yeah. I also see it as a way to unlock the human spirit and creativity. Yeah. I think we're going to see a shift, a massive shift over time because of this new technology with regards to the global landscape mm -hmm. and accelerated ex economies as a result of it in places like India and China. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think it's a real deal. And I, I also happen to sit on the New York State Bar's task force for cryptocurrency and digital assets and we're starting to get involved with shaping legislation here in the states and it's um it's a, it's a real issue one of the biggest issues is the uncertainty that the united states government and the, and the new york state government is giving as it relates to these regulations yeah. is pushing jobs as well as investment from vc and pe firms overseas so I think we're going to see a real unlock on it from yeah. a geographical perspective yeah. in people's power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 also adjunct professor of marketing, right? Let's talk about let's talk about AI for the next couple of minutes. Yeah, we're hearing a lot about ChatGPT three, four, uh, Bard, and a bunch of other things that are happening. Amazing, I love it. You know. The power of AI is now in the hands of people, and we can do all kinds of experiments, write content, do whatever uh, we need to do. What do you think about the potential of these technologies for for to do better better stuff, for for graphic artists to create better graphics, for copywriters to write compelling copy, save time? What do you see? I'm very bullish about it all. I think artificial intelligence is going to propel society, particularly in these creative classes that you're talking about. I don't think that um, individuals that are creatives should be fearful of losing their jobs. I think they need to see how they can embrace and master the technologies. Yeah. We'll see right now innovation as it relates to script writing, filmmaking, um, photography, all of these forms will change. I still think that our um, tr those traditional disciplines will be a part of our society, but just differently. I'm also very excited about artificial intelligence ability to accelerate innovation to help people with regards to their health, 
to help people with regards to other mundane, mundane topics, perhaps yeah. even like banking, so yeah. that they can move forward with other parts of their lives that they might enjoy, like their family or a hobby. So that's exciting to me as well. Yeah, I, I just feel, you know, we're we're because of misinformation or disinformation or the lack of positive reinforcements within media. Media is media is to blame for a lot of things. I love the media, but then I have this love and hate relationship with it as well. Is that, you know, negative news sells much better than positive news. I mean, that's that's a given. Uh, and only if we were able to look at things in a productive and constructive way, there would be uh, less people who were who were who were stressed out. Um, some, you know, I feel sometimes that people who are stressed out about this whole job situation that we're going to lose jobs to technology, whether it's AI or what have you, they're they're very focused on the task they perform in their role. Like my task is to create a document, and if we start helping organizations focus and individuals focus on the outcomes they can create and the value they can create. And now they have all these superpowers because of all the technology that can be used. I mean, they could be doing incredible stuff, making more money, having more fulfillment, so on and so forth. I just feel it needs to be reshaped the way we we're, we're talking about it. What do you think? Throughout time, Ian, we've seen this happen as we went through the first industrial revolution, the second industrial revolution, and the third industrial re revolution. Concepts like steam engines and printing presses essentially um, disrupted communities and pushed jobs to the sides. But over and over again, we see the human spirit take up um, and embrace new technologies and innovate and, and develop new ways to advance mankind. And I think the only thing that will get in the way, frankly, um, during this time period is probably the ne negative sentiment that you're talking about with regards to media reporting, yep. coupled with re over-regulation. It seems like governments across the world right now are in this like hyper-regulation or regulatory yep. moment. Yep. So I think if we have the ability to overcome or look beyond the media, the, the noise coming from the media and social media yeah. and um, make sure that our governments don't create too many blockades to uh, that have so many blockades that they have a chilling effect on an, on, a, on the on entrepreneurship and innovation. I think it will be an exciting time, as it always does. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you, you also are a founder of DMA United. What do you guys do at DMA? So DMA United is an advertising agency. We've built this polycultural platform where we sit at the center of style and design, and we extend into fashion, art, music, sports, and entertainment. And we use this polycultural platform to benefit our clients um, really at this intersection of content and commerce. Mm -hmm. And our clients range from Sony Music and Warner Brothers Entertainment to Pepsi, Nelson Mandela, Karl Lagerfeld, yep. Havianas, the NBA. And it's always this mix of strategy that impacts both their content and their commerce. Uh, help me with an example of how our listeners, you know, if they're entrepreneurs or uh, business owners, can or even large enterprises what what does that look like in terms of storytelling how important is storytelling right now and how can these how can technology and kind of where's this this marriage happening like what's going on within the world of marketing if you will to to, to send your message out 
That, that's a great question. I think the number one most inspiring statistic that I've heard as of late is derived from a Stanford University report that shared 75% of an individual's learning retention, excuse me, an individual's um, ability to retain what they learn from an immersive experience, for example, in the metaverse, is at 75% versus being spoken to or reading where it's 5 to 10%. So what we're doing as an agency right now is we're developing strategies that aren't so much about storytelling, but mm -hmm. are more about story doing. We're you. putting consumers into these worlds and having them interact with brands and the brand's core values in ways that they could never have imagined before. And mm -hmm. it's giving us now more stickiness within those, let's say, immersive environments. Maybe it's a gaming environment like Fortnite or mm -hmm. Roblox mm -hmm. um, or a microverse we're building in certain cases for certain luxury brands. Um, it's also giving us more eyeballs, more participation. And I think we're going to see a transformation with honestly a new creator class now in places like Fortnite, similar to what we saw um, maybe 10 years ago or so with YouTube, we're going to start to see this in these immersive environments as well. Yeah. And, and just for the, for our listeners sake, I mean, the, the world of gaming is, uh, has rapid, has really changed from the last, you know, five years. No, I'm not even going back 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, I don't want to go back into history, and, but Atari, it has dramatically changed the graphics, the clarity, the experiences are, it, it's crazy. Yeah, and, you're right. Right, right. It's just, I mean, it's well, well, the thing when you talk about five years, like Fortnite is only six years old and it's already, it boasts over 500 million unique player accounts with yeah. 70 million monthly users and yeah. they're generating over $6 billion in revenue, wow. 50%, which are derived through the sale of their cosmetics. Yeah. So, so wow. it's totally transformative. And earlier when I spoke to you about um, their new Unreal Engine editor, it's going to create this hyper-realistic experience where you and I could be doing this yeah. Fortnite and we'll look this way and we'll, we'll be talking this way um, and I, this is why I think it's going to be transformative, because I think beyond like multiplayer gaming, where we're shooting things, now you see the success in Fortnite of like the Travis Scott concert, which mm -hmm. in 20 minutes generated over 20 million in revenue and yeah. attracted over 12 million participants. Yeah. Now I think you're going to start to see movies released in Fortnite and podcasts released in Fortnite and television shows. It's going to be a new type of medium. I really yeah. believe this. Yeah, I, I think some stat that I remember uh, says something like the average age of a gamer today is, I think, 40 years or 42 years old. That's the average age of a gamer. So gamers are not your 16-year-old teenager, and that's the only gamer demographic. There's a very huge, large amount of people within the gaming industry. They have needs. They need products. They they are consumers of everything that we do. Uh, even you know, boring services such as uh, you know, financial services or having a bank account or financial service. So that's that's the market of the future where. Um, that you know the consumers of the future are on a different medium on a different platform going about their world doing their job maybe working in the metaverse and so for 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 businesses it becomes important to consider that future focused entrepreneurs 
will get this point right away. Who 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 know where the you know where the trend is hiding. So I just want to point out it's important to pay attention to that to that audience. I agree, and and the brands are already starting to pay attention. Yeah. Even in the luxury sector, brands like Bulgari and Burberry. Oh yeah. Go to the masses. The NFL. These are brands. Gucci. They've yeah. all launched in the metaverse, and mm -hmm. they're brands that obviously appeal to an older demographic base, but an international demographic base, but they're already there and they're not slowing yeah. down. Yeah. More than a hundred brands are right now on the metaverse, you know, the Coca-Cola's vans, what have you. I wrote a lot about this in, in my book, Metaverse for Dummies. Uh, and, uh, but there's so much more that's happening every single day. Um, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you, Mark. Uh, what's the URL of your, DMA United. Uh, maybe our listeners want to go and check it out. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's pretty straightforward. It's dmaunited.com. Okay. dmaunited.com, folks. If you're listening, watching, check out that website. Check out what Mark does. And uh, if, if uh, you know, uh, it's, it's always great to understand how other industries are working to get ideas and get your mind working. Mark, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We yeah, will really talk again, chat again, meet again. Uh, and until then, uh, folks, uh, take care and until the next episode. Hey, friends, if you liked this episode of The Ian Khan Show, then please share it with your friends and peers. Also, check out my new and upcoming future readiness program, The Future Ready Leader Circle, scientifically designed to help your business become undisruptible by measuring the impact of over 175 disruptive forces on your business. The Future Ready Leader Circle has been designed as a result of our collaboration with world-leading foresight experts, research institutes, educational institutions, and studying over 250 individual research studies. Visit iancon.com.